Do you ever get tired of the same old boring news? Do you ever wish the news was very nearly funny? I know we did. Hi, I'm Gene Person. And I'm Greg Person. And that's why we created Anchor Persons. A news podcast. For people who hate the news. By people who hate the news. Every week, we lampoon the laughable thing that journalism has become. We make up facts about your home state. We break stories on the latest in food crime. We take two completely unrelated things and figure out how they're connected. And we keep you informed on the emotional weather. Find Anchor Persons on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or a completely different podcatcher that you prefer. Will you laugh? No. But will you be informed? Also no. Anchor Persons, the only news podcast hosted by persons. Subscribe today. There's a couple of people that have very strong reactions to our takes on Taylor Swift. Are there? I just got like a block of text from my sister-in-law. Like if I've never <laughs> wanted to fight a podcast. <laughs> and she sent me like 12 TikToks about like Taylor Swift conspiracy theory crap. And tell her the thing that I told Tess the last time she complained about a Taylor Swift take of mine, which is if you're sad about it, I know a couple of songs that you could listen to. <laughs> That's a good one. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Bob Evans, down on the farm, it's Tim Hansen. <laughs> is that really their tune? Uh, Yeah. I assure you. I don't know if I've ever seen a Bob Evans commercial. This is weird. Oh, this is all the rage in the 90s, man. Yeah, you, 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 you <laughs> this... go all the way back to the 90s when they had the fierce competitor to Denny's in the area. The sausage gravy and biscuits is banging, though. I couldn't tell you the last time I ate at... Well, that's not true. The last time I ate at Bob Evans was uh, in high school after a bowling meet because I was on the bowling team in high school. Things were going great for me. And uh, and we ate at a Bob Evans for breakfast after one of our of our matches. So that was I, I can't tell you what I ate. Probably pancakes, but you know it's it's Bob Evans, it's Denny's, but with a different name. Would yeah. uh would would Moneybags Hanson actually be at a Bob Evans though? Uh, well, his yes, franchise annually. Oh, franchise, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the family deets goes at least once a year. Hmm. Yeah, diversify that portfolio, man. You get some <laughs> franchise restaurants, some commercial real estate. You can't just settle in one field the way that uh, that a lot of that a lot of your bazillions of dollars are are located. You got you got to put it in a couple of different couple of different pies. Well, am I in a field or am I making pies? What's what, what's going on, Matt? Honestly, with your wealth, you could be doing both at once with the hologram that you <laughs> that you uh, that you generated with again again just a, a ungodly like. The, the kind of wealth that I, I think you in an earlier life uh, would have said was offensive and actually an affront to America. But now that you've got it, of course, you know, not 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 remotely interested in, in giving it back to anybody who needs it. Exactly. It's mine. Fuck off. <laughs> I worked hard. <laughs> Pulled myself up by my by bootstraps. Learned this money. Listen, uh, welcome. It, it was hard work being this fucking lucky. 
Yeah. <laughs> I took a small $25 million loan. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the award-winning Brose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, as you know by now, the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a delicious glass of wine. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But of course, before we get to those questions, let's discuss what we're drinking tonight. Uh, Tim Hansen, Moneybags Hansen, I'm going to start with you. What are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Woodbridge Pinot Noir by Robert Mondavi. It is a, uh, I don't know what year it is. Established in 1979, fresh out of the sheets next to my apartment. Uh, oh, sheets. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It says something about hints of cocoa. I don't get that, but I definitely get the cherry. And, I mean, as I've said before, I'm a big fan of Pinot Noirs, and uh, this is no different. Very good. Hell yeah. Uh, Sean O'Brien, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking bread and butter rosé. It was a gift from... Uh, my brother-in-law's girlfriend, Halen, for Christmas. So thank you very much, Halen. Um, it says it's a dry rosé, but this is like the wettest rosé I've ever had in my life. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. It just is. It just. It's just very like. It's just very wet and uh, but it's, and really sweet. It's but it's very good. It's like a good summer wine. Hmm. There's so. ideal timing for it then in the dead of January to be <laughs> trying this yeah. one out. I think it's gonna be like I think it's gonna be a high at twenty two tomorrow where we are. So <laughs> break out those crisp summer rosés, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm drinking another Casnell winemakers blend. Uh, get rid of three bottles that had like little bits of it at the bottom of my fridge. So uh, oh, I'm gonna read off to you what uh, or what's in the Casnell winemakers blend tonight. Uh, Contenda red blend. So we're already we're diluting flavor so much because I'm working a red blend into another <laughs> blend at this point. Uh, next one is uh, La. Excuse me, I can't. Da, da, a Rouge Sec, La Sennelier, uh Rouge Sec, and then uh, the most controversial of the three that I decided to mix in this just for shits and gigs. Uh, Broversation. Uh, I had a little <laughs> bit of Broversation at the bottom here, and I'll tell you what. Uh, as soon as I did it, I was like, "This is a mistake," but I don't taste. The, the rosé part of it it's it's a heavy dry red uh that i am getting at this point and it's it's fine considering i took three bottles from the fridge poured them together shook it up poured it in a glass it's working out just fine for me nice, nice. now rich you are not drinking wine tonight no, I am not drinking wine tonight. I decided to uh, go off book, and um, the collector in me is having a hard time drinking this because I'm drinking a uh, Tomordu Irish Whiskey Phoenix Limited Edition, and I opened it, so I'm a little little weirded out by that. But, uh, yeah, uh, Tomordu, I'm drinking whiskey on the rocks because fuck you 2022, let's get to 2023 already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've just been having the roughest of past couple weeks. And uh, I, full disclosure, I'm technically still on quarantine because we had COVID in my house. So I couldn't go buy uh, wine this week. Yeah, Rich lit, cor- lit, Rich lit COVID in his house. Yeah, I did. did you know, co- it was dressed as a cold and just wanted a cup of tea. So I let it in to get some tea and just never left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, deserving a whiskey for sure. Now, Tim. 
You're going to read I, our first round of questions, correct? Uh, I think so. Uh, good. Well, brosequestions at gmail.com, again, is the email address that you want to send your questions to if you want us to answer them on the air. Uh, but what's first, Tim? All right. First up, subject. But who are you really? Question. When playing video games where you get to name your character, do you reuse a name or create a new name on case-by-case basises? There is way too many S's and E's in that word. Uh, <laughs> or possibly follow a theme with minor tweaks depending on game vibes. From the one and only Charlie Brem. Charlie. All right. So for so this is for role-playing games? It's, uh, I mean, just games in general. Any, any games in general. Um, oh, it does say video games at the beginning. Well, yeah, video games, but you're not going to name your character in a board game, so... Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm you... playing the game of life, and that's Jeffrey and Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've never played Sorry with me, obviously. You've never played Gloomhaven. That's a board game. Derp, little man will fight you. Yeah, that's a board game, is and I'm bored just hearing about it. Hey yo! Actually, I hear Gloomhaven's really good. I want to play it's, it. It's very time consuming. <laughs> uh, so, what's your naming conventions when uh, you're playing a game and you get to name your character? Uh, I think everyone would be able to guess this, for me at least. But anytime I'm playing a game where the character does not have a name, the character's name is Walnuts. Because I go by B Walnuts and everywhere I go. I know, complete shock to me. Thanks for explaining that one. Um, (laughs) And then if there's any other characters or things that I have to name that uh, don't have normal names of their own, they're different sorts of nuts. So I tend to go with peanuts, cashews, and almonds and things like that and go on. That was consistent. Yeah. So like when I play Monster Hunter, you get, uh, generally you get like a cat and a dog or whatever to start, or you get two cats. I'll, I'll be walnuts and then I'll have like peanuts. And then it's, I usually alternate between like, uh, uh, like almonds or cashews for the third one. If I yeah. know what the quote-unquote canon name or the, the given name of the character actually is, like, I don't name Link in Legend of Zelda anything other than Link. So I'll be like, yo, it's Kaz, you know, running through <laughs> Hyrule, running on the horse and everything like that. Uh, if I know the name of the, the character, I'm going to name it the name of the character. I, I, I don't get fully into it that way. If there's no real name for it, um, it depends. I think I've said on... Uh, before that I usually go with Jif Choosy or some offshoot of that or I'm a smart ass and name it my dude so that everybody goes around <laughs> in the game saying like yo my dude uh, but that's that's about it how about you Sean um, I usually name if I'm I'm the same in that if there's a canon name I will keep it that way but if it's the, if it's the main character I always name it Edmund Spencer after the dude who wrote the fairy queen just because I think that's a cool name, and then, mm-hmm. and then any other names I just make up, random mm-hmm. names. A lot of times Josh makes its way in, <laughs> out, of res- out of respect <laughs> for the wine. Yeah, out, out, out of absolute respect, Rip. In tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Josh. What about you, Tim? Uh, we, I think we briefly talked about this a couple episodes ago. But, like, for a long time, I was using Hawkeye all the time because I thought it was badass. And then I realized while listening to that episode, I was like, oh, it's because I liked MASH a lot when I was little. 
Uh, <laughs> is it Hawkeye so Pierce? Yeah, I, I guess. Because I was just like, I don't know where this name came from, but I'm putting yeah. this in my video game. Uh, and I've just used it forever. Now at this point, it's just like, if I can change it, if it's like a short game or like I'm going to play it multiple times, then I usually try and come up with something punny or something stupid for the most part. If it starts with a name and I have to delete it and put in a new one, I usually just leave it because that's too much effort for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the naming conventions of, of game characters? It's always, it always, uh, it always drove me nuts having to name characters. Even playing D and D as a DM, I uh, I'd use name generators. Like I am really bad with coming up with names. I can never figure out names. So it's just like I'm like, you know what? Just give me names for towns and locations as well. Like just Google random fantasy location generator, and it'll just it gives it to me, and it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, what do we got next, Tim? Next up, from Brian Everett, do you fucking hate driving as much as I do these days? So I feel no. like, I, in general, people have gotten worse at driving <laughs> over the last two years, which has directly influenced uh, my, my thoughts on driving. I used to really like driving. Uh, I, I enjoyed just just having some time in the car, whether it was on my commute or, or you know, usually it was me handling the driving when my wife and I would travel. Uh, and now, uh, any trip that's more than 20 minutes, I'm like, what's the point? Like, just, I guess I'll, I'll just, I don't know. I guess I'll wait till the next Wells Fargo wagon comes through town and get whatever I need then, uh, from Montgomery Ward. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like because we haven't, I, I haven't driven as much in the last two years, like my, my patience for the, the crazies out and driving around in South Jersey has, has reached an all time low. But what about you guys? I, I totally agree because driving isn't a daily basis for me. I just, it, people aggravate me. I don't hate the act of driving. I hate the act of driving with people. And it's just, they, it, yeah, it gets lower and lower as time goes on. Uh, yeah, it's just absolutely frustrating. Like some of the just stupid shit people do out on the road nowadays, it's so moronic that I just, I, I don't understand how they have a license. It's a big time YOLO uh, state of mind when it comes to driving now. Because the last two years, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a shot. Whatever I want. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to emerge from five lanes over. I'm just going to. It's, it's just some maniac stuff happening nowadays. Mm-hmm. Tim, do you hate driving as much as Brian Everett does? Uh, not terribly. I've definitely seen some very weird fucking driving down here in North Carolina. Uh, Like, I'm used to changing lanes without a turn signal i'm not used to turning left from the right hand side of four lanes without a turn signal uh against a light that's a little weird um but honestly the the everyone drives so much faster down here for the most part so that's cool because i'm significantly less worried about getting pulled over for speeding (laughs) like most of the highway most of the highways around here are 65 and like people get mad if you do less than seventy five, like it, that's <laughs> normal. So I was like, "All right, these are my kind of people. I dig it." Mm. Um, but yeah, honestly, the drives I've had down here haven't been too bad. But uh, Matt, Matt, the fact that you said the YOLO state of mind 
Now I have New York, the tune New York State of Mind, but with those yeah. words. YOLO. Stu- YOLO. I mean, YOLO. Oh, no, New York State, State of Mind. Of sorry. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that, that's the song that they sing when they careen down Route 70 uh, in their in their freaking Yukons. Uh, Sean, do you hate driving? Um, Not really, because I, I think of it as like an, a little escape because I don't get to do it anymore because I lost my commute. Mm-hmm. But like, I think, uh, but I, I get it. It seems like the people who are on the road now are just so much worse at driving mm-hmm. than they used to be. Like, it's like the, the, the chaff. Is that what it is? Not mm-hmm. the cream, but the chaff. Yeah. The chaff, the other kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the it's the opposite. That's what stayed yeah. on the road for some reason. The chaff, the chaff rose to the top. Yeah, Gross. even yeah. though even though even though there are less people on the road, generally, mm-hmm. it just seems like they're the worst ones. Yeah, it's higher concentration of people because it's the people who are willing, or I mean, obviously people who have to commute because you know their job necessitates them. You know, yeah, they 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 don't work from home they have their job necessitates that they leave the house but for everyone else uh it is just the people who are just willing to go it in uh yet another uh wave of this goddamn pandemic and they're just like you know what fuck it and if you've got a yo fuck it attitude when it comes to the pandemic you've probably also got a yo fuck it attitude that extends to other areas of your life including but not limited to when you are behind the wheel (laughs) makes sense yeah uh any other thoughts on driving nowadays I still like to do it, but it's it's frustrating. It's everyone else who's frustrating because I'm so good at mm-hmm. driving. Yeah, <laughs> everyone else the problem Absolute except for me. Champ. Yeah. Uh, what's next, Tim? Next up, what is something you are obsessed with, Rich? Huh? I'm calling you out because I just see a mountain of pops <laughs> behind you. Yeah. Uh, look, I haven't bought any in like a month. No, I haven't bought any since Christmas Eve. Yeah, I haven't bought any since Christmas Eve. Okay, um, that, was, that was like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's almost a month. So long uh, ago. If you uh, round up, it's really more like a fiscal quarter. Actually, <laughs> a, a buddy of mine found one while he was out on Target and bought it for me, So I, and I paid it back. So that's a lie. Oh, boy. oh so you've got a guy. Weeks. I got a guy. I got a, I've got a Funko Pop guy. Mm, um, yeah. But no, Funko I... Pop. As much as I do have all these Funko Pops, and I have about sixty or seventy, it is to be abundantly them. clear for the listener there there are several Funko Pops in boxes sitting behind uh, Rich's over Rich's right shoulder, uh, stacked uh, to the rafters. If I if I could describe it, yeah, uh, most yeah, accurately. And, and then there's some on my uh, on my on the other side of me as well, and then there's a handful upstairs in my bedroom. Um, like I I don't consider myself obsessed with Funko Pops because I openly admit. They're ugly. There are a lot that are ugly. Like, I've slowed down my collection of them big time to just very specific ones or very specific genres. So, like, I, I understand the call out on it. But, uh, I mean, I think my new current obsession is um, Pokemon cards more so than Funko Pops. Um, when uh, PAX happened at the beginning or mid mid-December... I spent $110 on a box of Pokemon cards, um, which, I a mean, it, 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 it was uh, 36 booster packs that, that, that were in that box, which equals out to about 2 to $3 a, a, 
a pack, which is cheaper than if I would have bought them all separately. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I've this, been this is the bargaining of... phase. This is the bargaining phase, everybody, for the listeners yeah, who aren't paying attention, picking up on well, the cues here. I mean, so it's not that bad because uh, Logan Paul just got scammed for three point five <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and it which what is I I love that he got scammed. It's unfortunate that the company that like we're grading it got scammed but they're a sports card company not a collectible trading card company so they that's yeah, that's on they them kind for... of do all of the things and they have been yeah. for several years so that's not yeah. really a thing it's just a is this the paul name. brother that got the shit beaten out of him by floyd mayweather or is that a yes. different one okay yes, it is that one okay same one yeah. yeah so uh i'm i'm always happy to see him lose money as much as i'm always happy to see him get the shit beat out of him because i hate <laughs> the, the the paul brothers um, but yeah, I, I would say Pokemon cards more so than, than, um, than Funko Pops, but even above that would be Godzilla. Mm. Godzilla. Uh, Sean, what are you obsessed with? Um, right now I'm not really obsessed with anything, but I was, I did get into a phase when I was only playing Metroidvania games. Like, I played, like, Metroid Dread, Super Metroid, Axiom Verge, just a bunch of games like that, and it was just, like, that was all I was doing. So that was what I was, that was my, that's my most recent obsession, was those, those types of games where you're, you know, running through collecting power-ups and just being awesome. Honestly, Metroidvania games, they're underrated, man. They're so good. Mm Mm-hmm. So I can understand being obsessed with those games. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I dedicate a Monday every week on stream to playing Metroidvania games. So it's, they're good games. And where is that? Uh, is working with people find that streamer at Sweden? Uh, Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. There you go. Attaboy. Uh, Tim, what are you obsessed with? Uh, I got this stupid little game that I found poking around in stupid little free games like three months ago. Actually, I can see how long it's been since I started playing. Uh, but it's called Idol Slayer, and it's a dumbass little app. It's free, and there's not even really that much depth to the game. But it's one of those, like, you gain coins over a certain amount of time, and as you buy things, you gain more coins, and then how fast can you gain coins? And then you have to collect souls and kill things and use the souls to buy things. But then you can like ascend and you have to start over. But then there's like, but not entirely. It's, it's a stupidest fucking game, but I've been <laughs> playing it like for three months and I don't foresee stopping anytime soon. <laughs> Is this a gotcha game? <laughs> What the hell is it's, a gotcha game? It's like one of those games that like they you play for like like the Magikarp game where you play for like six hours no. or something like that, and then suddenly like oh you're out of premium points, but if you pay five dollars you can. Okay, so it's him showing us a, a video of it's, it, and it's got like some good like cool like eight bit graphics. It's like a Super Mario yeah. Brothers desert land yeah, that he's I'm in, playing. I'm in a desert right now, but I can like go to different worlds and get different enemies, and I get uh-huh. coins and shit. Yeah. It's it's, it's called, stupid. What's it called? <laughs> idol idol heroes or idol champions? Idol Slayer. But the, idol if Slayer. you if you put Google, if you put idol into any app store, you're going to get like 300 different yeah. games. It's, so it just happens to be one I picked. 
it is a legit game type called an idle game where you can get to a point where you don't have to do anything. And you even saw like the range that Tim's character was bringing in the coins probably increases the more he plays. Where it gets to a point where he doesn't even have to touch a screen and it just plays by itself. Kind of. Like, there's, there's games like that all over the place that are just, like, those quick time wasters for, like, hey, you got two seconds at work, you can set up your idle game, and it'll play on the background when your screen is off and stuff like that. Yeah, and it, like, scales from when you start the game, you get, like, 0.1 of a coin every second, which really doesn't do anything. But right now, my character is getting... 2.66 non-nillion coins per second. Mm, non-nillion. <laughs> yeah. It's like just just I, just a few. How many nillion? Was... A non. It's a non-nillion. <laughs> non. Yeah. Mm. There was a game uh called Leaf Blower Revolution on Steam that I sunk 85.7 hours into in 2 weeks. I am so glad you didn't say dollars. <laughs> no. I paid seventy dollars uh, for Leaf Blower no. Simulation. I, because I would I would turn it on when I would start work and I would mess around with it every like twenty minutes to half hour and then do more work and then check it and then do work and it would just stay on for like the entire workday. And then I see I this is uh, somebody who stuff. co-hosts uh, a podcast that we do for free as a hobby that we're able to do because of the wonders of technology. So I say it with all that in mind. Uh, maybe the barrier entry is too low. <laughs> maybe, maybe 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 too many people are making uh stuff games music whatever Accurate. Uh, 100%. Maybe, pull, pull it back up a little bit leaf oh yeah simulator how many oh, coins yeah, of flappy bird do you need oh my god yeah yeah whatever, whatever makes you money i guess uh i i guess recently i've been obsessed or i've gotten into a a group i've been playing a lot of crosswords on the new york times crossword app and they're like these mini crosswords and it's, it's like catnip for if you like doing crossword puzzles because you, you sit down with like a full-size new york times crossword puzzle if you're bad at them like i am it can take you like 15 20 minutes possibly more if it's a particularly tricky one or you just don't know you know what they mean by like the israeli abba uh but <laughs> <laughs> which is a clue that i saw on a puzzle earlier today uh but they have these like mini and midi puzzles that are just like like seven by seven or like 15 by 15, you know, uh, variations of it. And like, you can knock them out. And like the mini ones, you can knock out in like a minute. Uh, the mini ones, you can knock out in like five minutes. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And so I'll just mow through <laughs> a bunch of them, all the ones that are on the free app uh, that, that I just mow through them. So I guess that, and then uh, the word that you guys are familiar with the wordle puzzles. Yeah. yeah been people have been tweeting them out. So I've been avoiding tweeting it out, but I saw a, a buddy of mine, post his wordle score and i'm like all right fine i'll bite and uh i like it it's fun it's clever uh nice little word puzzle game so w-r-w-o-r-d-i-l-e d-l-e w-o-r-d-l-e for anybody who's curious wordle i've if if one a day is not enough for you uh there is another website which works exactly the same yeah uh where we'll just automatically generate a new one yeah and i'm trying to trying to resist that Twenty-two. <laughs> I got to twenty-two solves in a row, and then the last one was like, on guess two, I had the first two letters and the last letter, and I'm like, all right, there are so many fucking words I can do with the yeah. remaining letters. Yeah, and that's I, a, I just ran trick. out of guesses. Yeah, Matt, I'm very proud of you. Uh, it, this takes a lot for you to not 
but you probably should admit it that you're obsessed with running marathons and jazz. Um, oh, running marathons and jazz. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's typically what I'm doing while I'm doing the crossword. So I'll just whip oh. out my phone with my headphones in, listening to John Coltrane and running down Broad Street, uh, okay. you know, get, getting ready for my half marathon, which, by the way, you guys should know that I'm running a half marathon <laughs> in March, uh, currently in the process of getting ready for that. So uh, in case you're wondering say, what I'd be doing uh, that morning, you know, I'll be listening to obviously listening to some Miles Davis on the way in and uh, and, and getting ready and, for that goddamn marathon. And, and crossing your crossing your fingers that while you're running that half marathon, your wife does not go into labor. <laughs> no, it's well. It's after the due date. That's oh, is after it after? Okay. Yeah. So I actually, so so that was a that was a discussion. I was like, "Is this a good idea for me to be doing this?" Like, and she's like, "You're gonna want to get out of the house. Like, go ahead and do it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so so. That's uh that is my reprieve. My reprieve from the first stages of of child rearing is I get to go to run thirteen point one miles <laughs> and sit in the streets of Philadelphia and up and down Fairmount Park. It's a uh, go me. What a great what a great pick I've made. <laughs> any other obsessions guys tiktok sure that's that's pretty much it tiktok is just such a time sink and there's so many funny things on there mm-hmm. like I, I already knew half of the music from encanto just because of tiktok before seeing <laughs> the movie i get obsessed with bad albums because i just want like like really corny like over the top like like warrants like seventh album, like stuff like that, where I'm just like, have how the fuck? Why would they? they I, I'm guessing, but they released an album like ten years ago. It's called like Rockaholic, and the cover <laughs> looks like it's it's like a folder, and it's like it's it's exactly as cheesy as it sounds. This guy with a Manila folder, and it just says Rockaholic on the on the cover of it, and I'm just like, this looks awful. How did this get made? Or like uh, Limp Biscuit, Chocolate Starfish, and the Hot Dog Flavored Water. And I'm just like, oh, God, how did they wrote a song about this? I'll just like I'll go down the wormhole of terrible like tool tunes, essentially, and just be like, did they they couldn't have been they they made this. They thought this was good. <laughs> uh, like, like I'll, I'll just be baffled by it. That's that's everything that went through my head when I finally listened to the new Kid Rock song. I was like, wait, huh? Like. <laughs> Record producers allowed this? It's phenomenal. This is... Oh man. You have little so details. Bad. Oh, it's a it's it's a train wreck. Can't get enough it of is. it. Uh, Tim, what's the... next? Oh sorry, go ahead, Rich. <laughs> the best part is, and somebody pointed this out in the comments. You read the comments of that video uh for Rock's okay. new song. If you have <laughs> a chance, okay. if you happen to watch it, read the comments, they're hilarious. But one person pointed out the whole song is a don't tread on me, I'm an American anthem with a uh, second uh, like a a, a, the, a guest star who's Canadian who is that other guy that was uh, in that I, video huh. I can't remember his name but uh, all I know is he's Canadian yeah, that's the thing it's like, like three quarters of Canada is exactly like the Midwestern United States so the idea that that there's going to be Canadians with the same mindset of kid, as Kid Rock is not uh, surprising yeah. although it does it does uh, there is a sense of irony there with Kid Rock being like <laughs> I need to pull I need to pull this wimpy Canadian from Manitoba and bring him <laughs> down to do my song. Tim, what's next? Word. Next up, we've got, would you prefer to take off of, of work before or after a typical Christmas New Year's break? And this one's coming from Brian Everett. Before or after the break? 
So uh, trying to yeah, interpret. So what I, I'm I guess if if you're closed for like one day for Christmas, would you oh. take like the week before off, or would you take the week after? Oh, the week after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. that's where I'm at. I, yeah, I take the week before off. Why? Because it's my birthday week. Oh, okay. So I always right. take my bir- I always I try to take my birthday to Christmas off every week, and then I work uh during the week mm. after but nobody else is in the office so i don't really have anything to do so it's just like an easy week for me so i have the week off and then i don't really have anything to do i usually take the week off of sean's birthday as well just so it gives me time to take our podcast episodes that we recorded for that week and put it on the wood chipper so that uh <laughs> so make they sure it never works. Get lost. yeah make sure make sure that something is wrong with it at all points Hey, we it's finally a- got one this past year. We finally got one for Sean's birthday. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. Sean. Thank you. We me. did it. Congratulations. We did our job. Tess did her job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for me, it's always after. Uh, Sean's birthday aside, which, I mean, look, look, frankly, should be a national holiday. That's yeah. Yeah, that's that's not just me that's saying it. Many people are saying it. Uh, but but the it's got to be after for me because there was one year, and, and this is – there was one year where I did not – have the day off when I, in my working life in the last like 10 plus years where I did not have the day off the day after Christmas. And it was awful. Like it was, uh, I, it was like a 10 hour shift, uh, worst work day of my life, busy as hell because everybody else had taken the day off. So I was left with the dregs and, uh, I was just like, I'll never do this again. Like it was just like the worst possible day of work. And so I, I, I want that. Like I want to be able to enjoy. And, and also the day of Christmas, all I was thinking about was I have to go to work tomorrow. Like I have, to, I have to get up and go to work tomorrow. And mm-hmm. so I extend that out through the rest of the week. So I, I typically only take like maybe a day or two around the holidays anyway. But if I'm going to have an extended break, make it the day after and make it after Christmas or or whatever. Uh, link up Christmas and New Year's for sure. Just just round the corner. Make it make it a mm-hmm. full like 10 days off or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, under, I understand that, but I'm going to stick with my answer. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so I, I got lucky with my new company in that they shut down for the week after Christmas anyway. Oh, look at you! So uh, I it was it was a godsend because uh, this this year Martha had to be back at work on Monday, mm-hmm. so we drove up to Pennsylvania, and then essentially had to spend one day with my parents, one day with her parents, and then drive all the way back down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with all the all all that travel and fam family not drama but just tension and just like (laughs) yeah i needed a break from my break so having that week off was a godsend nice Nice. now i'm looking at brian's question again and it does say before or after a typical christmas new year's break so i perhaps i'm reading into it too much but maybe he is asking do you take the break like he said, like Sean said, the week before Christmas, or when we're saying the week after Christmas, I think what Brian's really asking is, do you want to take the week off that Sean's talking about, or do you want to take off like the first week of January, like after New Year's? Mm-hmm. It seems like that's what he's asking. Mm-hmm. I, guess, uh, I mean, uh, I I think you could interpret the question either way. Like, well, Brian is in academia, so he has a different. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he he off has off. Him. Whereas, like any job I've ever worked, it's like you get one day. I wouldn't really consider that a break. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I can see it being interpreted either way. Yeah. 
It's like so. For I, me... I guess technically my week of closure was my break. <laughs> there you go. In which case, I would say the week before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. For for me, it depends on where the days land. Um. So like because. Uh, this year I didn't get off for either the day before or day after, or like the day before or day after, uh, Christmas because of where it landed. Um, I, I just, I figured out which day would be most benefit or which week would be most beneficial for me to take off. And it ended up being the week after because I got overtime the week before and I don't want, didn't want to lose out on that overtime. So like, I would prefer maybe to take off after Christmas which is, but I usually don't, um, because I try to play the nice guy role and be like, I don't have to travel or have kids, so I'll be the one that's biting a bullet for everyone who does have kids or have to travel, and I'll be here when everyone else isn't. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on the holiday break? No. Well, in that case, no. let's just move on. Let's go to the next question, then. No, no, no. You don't need to linger. I need to linger on this question. What's next, Tim? Super deep question. What is your favorite planet? Mm. Yeah, Alice is really into planets right now. Yes. What's her favorite planet? Her favorite planet is, it might be Mercury. Yeah. I don't know. She knows all of them, which is wild to me. Like, she, she needs, like, a little bit of prompting. But she knows every single planet, which is crazy to me. That's awesome. That's adorable. Uh, does that include Pluto, or are we excluding? We Pluto? exclude. We exclude Pluto in this house. <laughs> wow! Wow! God, that's that's messed up. Messed up. I, I I assumed that was the answer, but I I still wanted to ask. <laughs> <laughs> She's oh, what she... like seven now, right? She should know all the planets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's honestly a little late, frankly. Uh, what's your favorite planet, though, Sean? My favorite planet is Uranus because it spins on its side, not because it has, like, it's sideways. And okay. I think that's pretty dope. Not because it's Uranus, which not is... Not because it's the butt planet. <laughs> yeah, not Uranus. because it's the butt planet. Yeah. Uranus is sideways. <laughs> yeah. It's a funny word. Uh, Tim, because what's it's your... Like yeah, it sounds like it's Anus's butt and it's Uranus. You see. I'm sorry, I found Uranus's sideways way too funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We'll look at it. This is sideways. Uh, uh, Tim, your favorite planet? I, I would probably go with uh, Jupiter just because of the red storm. Like mm-hmm. the, the thought process that a storm is so fucking big mm. That it is the most prominent feature on a planet and has been going for so long. Uh, plus, it's a gas giant, and I just think that's a uh, cool type of planet, honestly. It was either that or Venus, because women are from Venus and women are great. So, hmm. mm-hmm. right? That's the book Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Yeah. It also rhymes so. with penis. <laughs> uh, it's like the the front butt, uh, <laughs> like Uranus. Yes, God, <laughs> man, the planets are no wonder Alice likes them so much. Planets are hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Had to reach around for that joke. Ow, gross! Oh wow! Gross, Tim. I, I expect I expect better out of you. Uh, I'm not sure why. I don't know either. Rich, what's your favorite? Um, 
So in this house, we respect Pluto, Sean. Um, <laughs> because otherwise, how would nine what? Your your very excited mother is going to give you nine what? Okay, nine pies. Pluto. Pluto is <laughs> the best planet because they're pies. There, it's a planet. Or you just change it. My way. My mother's going to bring us Necco wafers. And then you got the the end already, and unless you unless you come even better if you can discover another planet like a dwarf planet that's bordering on Pluto that starts with W, the Necco wafers. Uh, no, you got to respect Pluto. Uh, the answer is Earth. God, you, you <laughs> morons, you absolute fools! Why? It's fucking Earth because it's the only one that I live on. Uh, and if, if the last three years have taught me anything, this is a fucking terrible planet. Oh, what? So you're going to you're going to abandon Earth and, and go to, to live on Jupiter? Fucking Elon Hansen over here, like just abandoning the planet. <laughs> He's you got the money. Coward. You absolute coward. It's Earth. I don't even Earth. need the jet fuel. I'm just going to throw the rocket into space myself. Earth is the only reason we know about the other planets because it's the only one that can support life that we know of, or at least this kind of life uh, on a regular basis. It's fucking Earth. Earth is an incredible miracle of, of, of a confluence of factors that no other planet in the solar system is able to replicate. Uh, and if I'm not allowed to pick Earth, I'm picking something outside of the Milky Way. I don't know. Like My Western Civ teacher would tell you that... Uh... Uh, we we come from aliens, so like Earth isn't our origin. Now, I say Western um, Civ is a is a liberal arts major, and if there's one thing that I can attest to, it's liberal arts ma- majors aren't worth shit. Any other thoughts on Sean? got that. Yep, that's right. Sad. It's funny because it's sad and true at the same time. Uh, any other thoughts on Best Planet? Yeah. All right. All right. Want to move on to the next one? I'd, I'd have to quickly say that Jupiter is a pretty good one, because of all the because of all the moons that are very a lot of them are habitable or a good number of them are habitable moons. Uh, so I would say Jupiter is a good one. Good choice. Uh, Jupiter is pretty good because it's uh, one of its moons is Europa, and Europa is my wife's favorite moon. So, uh, so Jupiter is also up there as well. If I if I was not allowed to pick Earth, what about Io? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, as <laughs> my, 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 a counterpoint, no. What's what's special about Io? It's a moon. Absolutely okay. nothing. It's just another mm-hmm. moon. I know. <laughs> you, moon. You know what's a good moon? Uranus. <laughs> See moon people by pulling down your pants and showing your ass. It's ass is anus. See. Uh, questions right. at gmail.com if you want to know more about this. <laughs> all right. So next question from Brian Everett. Out of all of the tropical and or exotic places on Earth, where would you like to visit the most? Me? I really want to go wherever wild macaws fly freely. Is 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 that a reference that I don't get? No, I think the dude just likes macaws. Yeah. <laughs> just a macaw kind of fella. He's obsessed with macaws. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the place you guys want to see? You know what a macaw is. Macaw, it's, the best, macaw. it's the best kind of parrot. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. The blue parrots. Those are fancy birds. They mm-hmm. are. They um, can also be major assholes. My oh, kind yeah. of bird. <laughs> 
It's because they're short, right? Sure. Okay. If, oh, they're they're proof added. positive that pricks live forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where would you like to visit that's tropical? Honestly, I prefer the cold, so not my favorite <laughs> topic. Uh, but honestly, I'm 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 pretty simple. I I don't know if there's a specific place. Honestly, I feel like I would just enjoy the environment and scenery. Like I've been to Cancun; that's a fun time. I'd like to go to Hawaii uh, yeah. at some point. But honestly, uh, I'll take I'll take any of them. The f- the f- finding like a macaw or something like that in the wild, I think would also be really cool. Just seeing <laughs> the actual natural habitat instead of just like we've recreated the natural environment here at the Philadelphia Zoo with all of the smog included and trash and litter. And God, did you start a playing a Steve? Did you start playing a Steve Irwin recording, or was that you, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could find my voiceover work on Fiverr. Um, Fiverr, wow. Oh, I can't focus enough to actually make Fiverr work. <laughs> so you go to Hawaii? Uh, yeah, probably that would be my next one. Hawaii's probably my answer as well. Never been. Would love to go. Uh, we almost went to Cancun over the summer. Didn't work out. Something happened. Uh, and uh, and uh, But Hawaii would be nice. Just just see some of the, the just the, the natural splendor uh, would be would be very cool. Seems like there's a lot mm-hmm. a lot of, of natural stuff to do there in addition just chilling on the beach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh i'd have i'd have to go because i've always wanted to go to japan is japan tropical parts of it I mean, are parts of it are, are. Oh, okay kind of sort of yeah it's it's like it's not too far off from the equator if i remember correctly. um you're not too I, far from the equator got him oh, thanks bud Thanks. Yeah. I felt it feels great, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Which is googling whether or not Japan counts as a tropical climate zone. <laughs> uh, Sean, uh, what tropical place would you like to visit? I'd like to visit the Amazon. I think that'd be pretty dope, just to see like an actual like lush forest. Um, I don't know, and all the different animals and shit. I think that'd be it'd be cool. Because it's, I think it has, even though this probably isn't the case, it's probably like super uh, developed now, but it seems like it's kind of this oasis of this kind of like untouched piece of earth. You know, like I, I doubt anywhere that I would go would is like untrodden at this point, but like I still think it seems like a very natural place. For lack of mm. a better word, mm. yeah, Amazon Dig rainforest, it. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Any other tropical locations you guys would like to visit? Mm. I would like to go to Hawaii too. That just—it just seems yeah. like a nice place. Mm-hmm. I'm a good Is authority. It the Maldives or the Maldives? How do you actually pronounce that? I think it's Eves. Yeah. I think I feel like that'd be cool. Tim, what's next? Next, uh, as I have an impending snow day coming up, this is great. It's getting pretty cold outside. 
What do you do to get cozy? Getting cozy. Dude, just being cozy. Hell uh, yeah. I mm. put on some long sweatpants All and right. a nice shirt. Yeah. And I cozy on up on my couch, put on two All blankets, right. cover myself mm. with two blankets, and my little, not even little because he's a ginormous puppy, up on my mm. shoulder because he uh, lays like a cat. And I get cozy and watch TV mm. and sometimes drink some tea or cocoa or something like that. Cocoa? Mmm, <laughs> cocoa. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim, what do you do to get cozy? Cozy. Uh, coziness, co- cozy is definitely uh, Martha's preferred state of being. Mm. So she's very Tim's much... Wife. We have so many blankets and so many pillows. Uh, yeah. So some sort of nest is built at some point. Um, <laughs> so d- depending on how actually cold in, in the house it is... Uh, this might be a little TMI, but uh, I get super warm. So if she wants to get cuddly and snuggly, then I essentially take off all my clothes and then join her under the blankets. <laughs> and I might wear a hoodie. Do go on. And that's about it. Uh, and then it's just like, oh, this is cute. This is adorable. Uh, and then I get hot after about 15 to 20 minutes anyway. And then I just leave and then go put on like pajama pants. Your radiator heat ruins the cozy moment. <laughs> it absolutely does. Like, it's great for, like, five minutes, and then it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sweaty as shit. Hmm. What can we tell you? Tim, Tim, you're smoking. Not only those cigars because you're money bags, but just the heat that comes off you. I don't smoke cigars, just dollar bills. And Tim's character <laughs> is taking some unexpected turns here in the new year. <laughs> you, ro- you roll cigars out of uh, dollar bills? No, it's just straight money. Not even a cigar. It's just money. She's, she's the granny from Looney Tunes, tossing like hundreds on the fire, just to keep it going. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So wads of cash. Uh, my wife is also the the cozier one of the two of us. I, I do enjoy. I love the winter. I love I love fall and winter. Those are my times of the year. Uh, my, my my definition of cozy is typically we're down in the in the uh, first floor of the house. Uh, I'll be playing a game, or we'll be playing a game together, or something like that. We've got the uh, uh, fake fireplace going in our in our living room because we have an actual fireplace. Uh, but we have a a, uh, a bit of a, a space heater situation going down there, uh, and uh, usually I'll have a, a, a glasses glasses some bourbon. Um, picked up some oh boy, what did I get? Old Forester uh, the other day, so I got some old Forester, some good mid tier level uh, bourbon that I'll be enjoying at some point this weekend as uh, the temperatures dip into the twenties, uh, and uh, probably. Sixers are playing tonight. Probably watch some football and just enjoy a beverage. Nice. Nice. How about you, Sean? Um, I will get under some blankets and like cuddle up close to Mary. And we'll use each other to keep warm. Because mm. that's just... Aww. Yeah. It's so nice. cute. It's nice. Uh, I also I got long underwear for Christmas, so I'm looking forward to using that to keep warm. <laughs> Mm. You know how I know you're an adult? You're stoked for long underwear. (laughs) I am. I'm so stoked. What have our lives turned into, guys? (laughs) 
So I got my wife. My wife is a living SNL sketch. I got my wife a robe for Christmas. It's like a nice robe, but it's just like I got a robe. This robe is great. I love the robe. It's like an actual like SNL sketch. Uh, it's a, the premier gift, but uh, yeah, she's a big covers person. I'm not a covers person. Can't do it. Nah, nah. Like I like being cozy in bed, but like uh, too many covers in a non-sleeping situation is no bueno for Mr. Casnell. Mm-hmm. Totes. No I get it. Uh, Matt, have you tried uh, High West whiskey? No, I haven't. Did 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 Joe ever get you to try some of his? Probably, maybe, but uh, nothing nothing's jumping to mind. Sorry, you, you talking about the the fake fire and cu- cuddling up with a nice mm. glass of bourbon just made me think of they uh, they have a campfire whiskey, which like Ooh. would be perfect for that exact moment. So there's this uh, there's this book that my that my wife got me for a gift, uh, like the day that we got engaged. Actually, she got for me as like an anniversary gift, and uh, and it's just a book of bourbons, and it's got different ratings and different price points for each bourbon that they've reviewed, and it's like a pretty pretty wide swath of bourbons that they reviewed. So I I actually went through looked through all the reviews and started coming up with my own spreadsheet of okay what makes the most sense for each dollar level. And so I'm trying to work my way through the list and be like, okay, this one's like a $1 level, but it's a two and a half star rating. I'm going to give this one a try. Cause that seems like a great deal. Uh, scale from one to four, uh, an old forester is one of them, uh, which is great because it's a much better deal than me trying to find like a bottle of like Pappy Van Winkle, which my understanding is it costs as much as like a Ford Fiesta to get a bottle of those. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm starting from the bottom and then working my way up to the top. Maybe I could borrow some of your money, Tim, to, to help me make that happen. <laughs> no, you like to fu- I'll just send you bottles of booze. Would you like to finance my alcoholism, Tim? Sure. I will send you bottles of booze. Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, what do we got next then, Tim? All right. And uh, our last question, which is never a question in the first episode, it's Roadshow Time. Wow. Wow. You don't even ask us what time it is, so we can throw the joke on you. Nope. Oh, wow. I'm mad now because I looked at the time to see what time it was when you were saying that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. God, the, the, the joke is so good. We, we need to really diagram this great joke, which is where Tim asks, where we ask what time it is, and Tim tells us the exact time on the clock. Every uh, single time. Again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you like to give your feedback <laughs> on our, our jokes. Uh, Tim, would you like to explain to the listener what we're about to do right now with the Antiques Roadshow Guessing Game? So, Roadshow, uh, the Antiques Roadshow Guessing Game, the game sweeping the nation, uh, is where we get a picture from uh, the PBS show, Antiques Roadshow, and uh, we have to try and figure out what it is, or what its use is, and a rough estimate of how much it is worth at auction. And whoever's closest wins the uh, the the nothing. There is no real prize. Just gloating <laughs> rights and say, "Ha ha, gotcha, bitch." We we earn one share of Hanson Corp. Which, my understanding, is that the price point <laughs> oh, for that is like seven hundred fifty dollars. You think I'd give you a whole share? Yeah, maybe maybe like a third of a share. <laughs> please, uh, please, you, you please, sir. Pic- can I have some more? You Let get me a invest picture. in your shell company. You, you get a picture of my stock ticker. Mm, yes, yes, <laughs> please give me more. Uh, all right, so uh, what are we looking at here, Sean? This is a that's a great question. So it <laughs> it, it looks like trash. Uh, yeah, it looks like garbage. 
It's like a reef. Like yeah, a, like a, a coral shitty reef, reef made out of some type of metal, maybe. Perhaps. It almost looks like a wasp nest, like a chunk out of a wasp nest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does. Or maybe something that was burned. I don't know. It just looks. It looks like garbage. And yeah, so see, that means. I... That means. I'm gonna guess this is a chunk of foliage from Pompeii. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it's like a fossil, but it's it's probably worth like a hundred thousand dollars or something stupid like that. Like this is probably see, one of those situations yeah. where it's like it looks it legitimately looks like a piece of trash. This is like the only I ha- stone that somebody got blood from. I've stepped <laughs> I've stepped in dog shit and it looks like that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close, yeah. What what I think it is is um uh Leonardo da Vinci was an avid bubblegum chewer. Yeah. And so thing. he would he would chew his bubblegum and then he would save it and put it off. And and uh, over and over and over, he would just always put the gum at the same spot. One day, it got crushed, and then um, uh, eventually, it was found behind the Mona Lisa, and 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 it was bought for auction because people thought it was just trash. And now, it they find out that it's Da Vinci's trash mm. of bubblegum. We could have at least said he put it under his desk, and then some unwitting person trying to clean up cleaned it off, and he went no. Look, I I was gonna go for like a national treasure type thing, but I forgot the actor's name. Nicholas, um, forgot Nicholas. Nicholas Cage. Cage. Yeah, I forgot Nicholas Cage. So Ouch. like, I stopped and just went with what I did. I almost said Tom Hanks at one point because he did <laughs> he did the uh, the Da Vinci Code movie. Fair enough. Yeah, this definitely looks like some leaf. Like they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're the, the formings here are shaped like leaves. But this looks way too hard to be like burned foliage or something like that. Uh, my joke answer, and I guess the one that I'm just going to go with because I'm not clever enough to think of an actual answer, is that this is Plymouth Rock. This is the actual rock that the, uh, <laughs> that the, the Mayfire ran aground on and, and uh, you know set us on the course of, of uh, history that we are we now find ourselves on now in 2022. Uh, whatever this weirdo rock formation is, uh, I'm going to say it is worth, fuck it, $50,000. Yeah, it it has to be worth so much money. Yeah, because why would they show garbage on the show? <laughs> yeah, Tim, you gonna go the other direction on this? First of all, what do you think it is, and how much do you think it's worth? So I'm thinking it's some sort of like either fossilized foliage or just like calcified or rock rockified foliage from either Pompeii or when Mount St. Helens exploded. Hmm. Uh, and I'm gonna go half a mil. Half a million Whoa. dollars! <laughs> uh, Holy hell! You see, and I'm I, okay I, when I lose, but like, I'm doing it. <laughs> I, I I like that path you're going, but uh, this is actual literal garbage that somebody got scammed and was told that it's what you said it was, Tim. And so they brought it there to get it appraised, and it's just fucking garbage. Was That's Logan what I'm Paul saying. On here? Maybe he could have been. He could have been. All right. Who's uh, who's going to be in the players this week, bros? I guess I'll read one. Shotgun. Count me in. Okay. All right, uh, Rich. You want to be the appraiser, or the guest? I'll be the guest. All right, and I'll be the appraiser. And action. 
It's called 66 Signs of Neon. The artist is Noah Perfori. He was an African-American who passed away a few years ago in a house fire in the high desert. But in 1965, there were the Watts riots in Los Angeles. It was a terrible, terrible time. And Noah lived and worked in Watts. Well, he was so distressed, he went and he gathered up the debris. And this debris consists of blood, metal, neon, and glass. All its... And it's all fused together. And he made these sculptures, or whatever you want to call them. He gave this one to my late husband, who at this, at that time was the assistant director of the California Arts Commission. We got it in 1966, so I've had it now 50 years. Well, you mentioned the artist's name, and it is Noah Purefoy. He was an African-American artist who was actually born in 1917 in Alabama, and he got a bachelor's degree from the Alabama State Teachers College before going on to get a graduate degree from Atlanta University. But then what's more interesting, I believe, about his education is that he was the first African-American full-time student at the Schwinnard Institute, which is now called CalArts here in California. Oh, for heaven's sake, Yes. Uh, but his artistic career is his artistic career really began during those 1965 Watts riots. Right. And the first large body of sculpture that Pufori produced uh, came from this found debris that he gathered. And his quote was, quote, while it's still smoldering, unquote, uh, Pufori had been on the Watts Towers Arts Council and was really involved in art in Watts. And so this really shook him and affected him deeply. And he took this debris and expressed his frustrations dealing with the bias and the violence. And I think what we have here is an incredibly powerful depiction of the strife and angst and the violence that came about during the Watts riots. And it's from the burning of buildings that we got this melted, this melted metal that melted together with glass. And I believe his saying that and blood is perhaps metaphorical, but there was a lot of there was a lot of violence and quite a few deaths in the riots. Yes, and if we turn this and look at it in the full round, this really is a sculpture to be viewed from every angle. Yes, be because at every single angle, you see the different charred pieces where the fire was more intense, and it's been said that this piece is a sculpture in the in the group show Sixty Six Signs of Neon, which I don't know that that would necessarily be the title of his work because that was a group show that Purefoy was in. Uh, it was said that you could still smell the burnt wood and metal smell on his sculpture. And I will just point out that on the bottom of the sculpture, this is partly how we know that this isn't just a base. See the uneven cut? Oh, yeah? Um, I mean, to me, this is still a found object. Right. And I think he found this piece of wood and put this together with this charred remains from the riots. And this looks like it might be a little charring here. Exactly. So he moved out to the Mojave Desert to the Joshua Tree area in the late 80s and started what would be another very interesting period in his artistic career. And I don't know if you've been, but it's a 10-acre site where he bought in found, brought in found objects. And it is a giant outdoor sculpture installation that's a very important part of California's artistic makeup now. To put Purifoy in the context of importance in African-American art, uh, the Los Angeles Council Museum of Art dedicated a solo show to him last summer in 2015, and it was so popular that it got extended. My goodness. The attendance was massive. Very little of his work has ever appeared on the open market. Right. I would advise insuring this for $125,000. Uh, 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 you're kidding me. Really? Really? Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's that important. I don't have a stick of, of fine art insurance on this. Not one dollar. And? 
scene. So 125 grand, everybody. So well, I was partially right that it is literal garbage. I'm just so mad. <laughs> I I it's, All right, here's here's my take. If it's trash, it is not art. It's just fucking trash. Like I understand the significance behind it and does that be, belong in some sort of museum for some sort of context? Yeah, probably. I get that. But is it art? No. Uh- Oh, okay, okay, Indy, take settle settle down a notch. <laughs> Whether or not it belongs in a museum, uh, it, it, you're right. This is this is definitely like I'm sorry. Like I'm sure this guy was a famous artist. I know nothing about him, and not to take away any of his like uh, uh, um, uh, his accolades, uh, accolades. Any of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not to take any of that away, but this is one reason why I friggin' hate modern art is because you see stuff like this and it's like oh yeah like i like i understand that the time and the relevance yes that's important but to sell this as a piece of art is just it blows my mind that people look at this and be like oh yeah this is definitely art i wonder how big it is cuz you can't really tell like yeah, if it was no huge scale. i mean still it it looks like garbage i don't so know I, it's hard so apparently, apparently uh, this is a very brief Wikipedia entry. He's best known for his assemblage sculpture, including a body of work made from charred debris and wreckage collected after the Watts riots of August 1965. So this is like his thing is is he's got wreckage and, and, and debris from the Watts riots and he's assembled it into a, a, a gigantic body of work and, and piece of art. This is it. This is it. This is his, this is his deal. And Tim just shat all over it. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I don't care, and and there's, it's there's a clear a you don't care. <laughs> there's something to be said about like the assembly of things, of found objects into some sort of form. And I, I can kind of get it. I may not understand it or necessarily appreciate that, but assembling those things into assembling found objects into some form into some sort of form or structure or installation of some sort that makes sense a chunk of random shit that happened to burn and break and form together by no fault of your own that's not art so So says the house of hansen (laughs) the house of hansen is not a fan of modern art uh and like I don't understand most of it. I literally went to the Modern Art Museum at one point, and there's just a bunch of fucking wire hangers hanging from the ceiling, and all I could think of was that one fucking movie. Is like no wire hangers in this house. I, I don't I even don't know, know what the. I don't know the artist. I don't know the name name of the piece. All I could think of is it made me think of that. And then on the next floor up, there was literally a pile of trash against the wall, and that was an installation. I was like. That's horseshit. Mm-hmm. That's patron of the arts, Tim Hansen. Art is bullshit. <laughs> Liz, I, mean, I apologize for my takes. I understand that may rub the wrong way, but uh, I, I love you. If people want to see any more of your art takes on Twitter, Tim, where can they find you? They won't find them. I don't put that on Twitter. <laughs> where can they find some of your other takes on Twitter? Uh, at Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And you, Sean. At hey, it's SOB. 
You can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere refined podcasts are bought and sold. If you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, uh, and to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert, and you can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. Uh, let's do some plugs, everybody. Rich, what's uh, going on with streaming, podcast, all that good stuff? Uh, twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts for uh, video game streaming and hangs uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, generally 7 to 10 Eastern time. Also check out uh, www.one-quest.com to find all of our socials and links to both of our shows, PodQuest, the nerdy weekly talk show, and bonus action, the tabletop podcast, where me and Sean and a bunch of other friends play Dungeons and Dragons. Sean, you still throwing frisbees on the internet? Like just taking them and going whoosh. Uh, yeah, every so often at OB Disc Golf everywhere except Instagram, where it's OB underscore Disc Golf. I co-host the Taste Fakers Music Podcast with uh, my brother Alex Casnell. Uh, look, there's some comparisons between uh, albums of pop music in the last fifty or so years, or sixty years, really, uh, that you could, that are pretty obvious. You know, obviously, you can draw some pretty simple connections between uh, the Mountain Goats and Death Cab for Cutie, between Def Leppard and Andrew WK. But what about System of a Down and Run the Jewels? Uh, what about Neurosis and Mastodon? Uh, all sorts of comparisons that you can draw, and my brother and I do that. Every two weeks on the Taste Fakers podcast, where we take two albums from music history and find a way to link them together, break down the songs, break down the history of the bands. It's a great time. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh, it comes out every two Thursdays. So i uh, got a brand new one uh, coming up for you shortly. We're recording tomorrow. Very excited. And Tim, talk to us about our friends at the Anchor Persons podcast. Greg and Gene over at the Anchor Persons podcast are bringing you hilarious takes and versions of news you didn't know you needed uh it's definitely not important news most of the time but it is funny as hell if you enjoy our sense of humor you're gonna love the puns that uh put these guys in pun jail on a pretty regular basis the shopping uh the podcast shopping network where you're gonna find shit that it's just like is this real is this fake who actually buys this stuff uh and food crimes and spanish art restoration and uh the clever ways that they link two seemingly completely disparate stories that they've found on the interwebs so uh give them a, give them a look on uh, your favorite podcatcher and uh prepare for some good laughs dude i like laughs I it's a good show for me to listen to i love laughs yeah. oh snap oh snap oh snap oh snap <laughs> Uh, finally, <laughs> our first Fergie reference uh, of the history of the show. Uh, say goodbye and to the listeners, everyone. <laughs> Bye. 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 I'm sorry. Bye. I totally derailed that. <laughs> Boo. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Mad Kaz, now reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. <laughs> <laughs>